Hello. How is everybody? Um, this is going to be a little different. Uh, this is Riley. And I'm just going to set the mood for you real quick. Um, it's 5.03 a.m. I'm in a hoodie, sweats, Ugg slippers. Very comfortable. I just woke up and uh, there's something heavy on my mind. Something I've been... I've been, you know, really talking about a lot lately and thinking and reflecting on. Uh, I tend to do a lot of that. I think it's very healthy for people to 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 really think um, with intention, and, and that's that's exactly what uh, what this conversation is going to be about. So, um, really, what I want to focus on is is not necessarily what the word intention means. But more of it as a verb, you know, to intentionally do something. I guess an adverb, but either way, it's not. This isn't a conversation about grammar. <laughs> but to do something with intention, it means more than just an ordinary action. When you intend to do something, uh, there's a human aspect of it. Um, something that's intangible, but it's just there. Uh when someone when someone is apologetic, let's say, and they they intentionally seek out to apologize to you, and they formulate the apology, they think about it, they mean what they say. You can feel it, right? I I've been trying to do a lot in my life intentionally. And it sounds cliche; it's a very vague statement, but I'll expand on that. I think it is very important that we as people have a level of understanding of what we want, but also balance it out with a level of curiosity that enables us to kind of explore more than just the one thing on your on your frontal lobe, the one thing that's motivating you, that job, your degree, your relationship, money, whatever's floating your boat. It's very important to have peripheral vision and see opportunities that might come your way instead of having blinders on. It's really hard to balance that when you intentionally do something. I'm going to use that word a lot, by the way. When you wake up in the morning and you go to work, if you do it with intention, if you wake up with the intention to be great, you will be better at what you do. It's a fact. If you wake up in the morning and you tell yourself, fuck, I have to go to work. This is going to suck. Nine hours. I can't wait to get off. If you live for the weekends, if you live for the times you spend when you're off work, there is some positives there. There are some things that you can find to look forward to. But if you intentionally do what you do throughout the day, the majority of your day is probably going to be work. The other part's going to be sleep. Not going to be very much time for you. Look at life like like a rope. You got a long rope, right? And at the end of this rope, there's a, a little a little uh, piece of tape or a frayed end. It's very short, right? So you got like this 10, 20 foot long rope. And in, in one one of the ends of the rope has this little red piece of tape, right? So that that's the that's the piece of tape that you have that represents time for you. Stuff you get to focus on. The rest of that rope, the majority of it, the overwhelming majority of it 
that's time spent on other things that you can't even necessarily always control. You're not always going to have the job you want. Relationship always isn't going to go well. Your sleep isn't always going to be great. The apartment you live in, whatever. Not all of this stuff you kind of have to have. You have to pay those bills. You have to have a place to live. You have to sleep. You have to work, right? The, the little small part, that's the part I'm talking about. It's the part I'm focusing on. And I want to be more intentional. I want to focus, not just on one thing, but many things. And I want to do it in a level where I can fully grasp every aspect. I can understand it. I can manipulate it. I can play with it. Trial and error. Find my successes. Compound those. Repeat them over and over again so I can find more successes in the future. Learn from my mistakes, right? Not many things we get to do that with. An athlete might do that with sports. And you say, oh my God, how'd you get so good at this sport? How'd you get so good at baseball, basketball, whatever? It's practice, right? Well, what is practice? It's intentionally trying to get better. It's, it's applying yourself at, at an elite level. So the information that you absorb, the experience that, that you gain from it can be used over and over and over again to make you sharper and sharper and sharper. It's something that I feel my friends, other people, we're not, we're not really doing. It's something our generation, like I said, it's cliche. I don't, I don't want to be a spokesperson of my generation. I'm not trying to say that. I'm not pulling a Will Ferrell. I'm not the songbird of my generation. I don't, I'm not getting on here in vain and telling you all how I feel about this because I think I have the answer. I don't have the answer. I'm kind of pouring my heart out there. I'm sick and tired of waking up. I say waking up because that's where your day starts for the most part. But whether it's waking up, getting off work, like I said, apply yourself however need be. I'm sick and tired of getting to that point and not really feeling confident and not knowing what I'm after. You know, I just had a friend move to Denver and he told everybody about a year ago that he was going to do it and people laughed it off. And he told everybody about six months ago, hey, I'm still doing it. And everybody's kept laughing it off. Well, guess what? He just moved. And not only did he just move, he intentionally built the exact lifestyle he wanted before he left. So when he got there, he could support his girlfriend, live comfortably, and absorb as much life as possible. Well, guess what? In order to move there, he had to make a sacrifice. That sacrifice was going to be work. He would have to start over and figure it out in a place he's never been, possibly go into a field he has no experience in, take that multi-gazillion dollar education from Ohio State and hopefully make enough money to pay off those student loans and still have some left over, right? All those, th all those thoughts, moving, the cost of that, packing up that truck, deciding what to take, what not to take, wondering if your girl is going to have confidence in you, if you guys are going to argue and fight the whole drive, if you're going to get there and the stress of starting over, it's going to be your demise. If you're not going to have confidence in yourself, if you're going to be afraid to take the, the extra steps, those extra leaps, because you've already took a huge leap, right? But now you got even more coming at you, and you don't even really know what they're going to be, right? Well, he intentionally did this. So he thought about those things. Yeah, sure, he went off on a whim. He didn't know what was going on. But he applied himself in a level to where other people noticed it. They respected it. They fed off of it. So when he moved, his company came to him, and they said, hey, because of your aspiration and determination, responsibility, your 
intention to be better and to better yourself and move off of your own intuition. We want to create another position, one where you're able to work from home, where we'll pay you the same you're getting paid now. We'll put you up and we want you to work remotely because we think you're that valuable and we actually, we want to see this be successful for you. We don't want to see you walk away. If he didn't, if he didn't approach, I mean, I mean, think about that. How all of that just worked. A year ago, he said it. Everyone thought it was a joke. I'm me included. He, he does it. And he doesn't just succeed in what he set out to do. Like, it came full circle. He, he did more. He achieved more than he set out to do. But that's because he did that intentionally. Everything that I do, I do it almost automatically. I breathe automatically. I walk automatically. I blink. My circulatory system pumps blood throughout my body to support it and feed it oxygen, right? I mean, all of that happens automatically. I have to set forth on the human aspects, the stuff we can't really explain, the intangibles. And even those are becoming automatic. I pick up my phone, I automatically see emails. I pick up my phone, automatically receive text messages, phone calls. Sure, I have to make my own phone calls, type the buttons and whatnot, but even that's becoming automatic. Shit, half the time I don't even look at the, the letters. I just roll through with my thumbs. My phone learns what I usually say and auto-corrects it. I mean, how insane is that, right? It numbs you. I'm numb. You know, I... I find myself being scared of like stuff that I feel you shouldn't be scared of like loneliness and you know, getting fired. I feel like I'm a pretty good employee. Like, you know, I'll be the rules. I think I have a, a, an upper level understanding of my industry, you know, but like I'm not perfect by any means. I don't think I'm the best. I don't carry myself that way. Uh, I mean, I'm confident, but I'm definitely not, going to sit here and tell you that I can't benefit or, 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 or do better at what I do. You know, I sure there's a lot more I could probably do, but, uh, it's even, it's, it's still automatic and I'm afraid of, of, of losing control because it just happens. Right. And you show up and they're like, Hey man, like you gotta go. Well, why? You fucked up. Why did I fuck up? And you don't even know. You just like, you walk away and you tell people like, oh, I got fired. How? Oh, you know, some bullshit. What do you mean some bullshit? It takes a lot to get fired for the most part. That's happened to me before. I've literally walked away from a situation thinking, how in the hell did I just lose that job? It's not like I broke a specific rule. Well, it's because I was automatic. I was, I was, I was an autopilot for months. Shit was going on, but I didn't pick up on those cues. I didn't hear the managers when they were trying to give me little hints on how to fix it or hey rather you're fucking up man step up I, I didn't catch on to that I was automatic I kept doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again and no one told me otherwise I mean, maybe they did I just didn't pay attention right because I didn't I didn't do what I was doing with intention I didn't intentionally show up to work I just did it because I had to and then it's not just work it's much more than that it's my first example. It goes beyond. What happens after work? What happens before you go to work? Right? You got a life. Maybe you got kids. 
I can't really speak on that. I don't have kids. Maybe you got a wife. I'm not married. Maybe you got a girlfriend. I got one. Maybe you got a hobby. Some responsibilities. You're a teacher. Can't really relate to that. But what I think everybody can relate to, what everybody seems to be desiring, is you want to be successful. And success doesn't come through compensation or the validity of your success isn't justified by the amount of money that you make or the office that you have. That brings monetary success. Moving into that office, that corner office of the window is monetary. Why? Because after a month or so, it's just another desk. It's just another office. You live off that high, it pumps you up, you answer phone calls that much more quickly, you complete work that much more quickly. You do it at a higher rate of efficiency and you excel for a short period of time and then what happens? Autopilot sets in. That success, it brings your bar down to where it just was before. Because that's where, that's where your level is. It's where your cruise is. If you were to intentionally move into that office with the idea that you were going to take the next step and the next step and you were three moves ahead, you would have to force yourself to not only do things you might be uncomfortable with, but to explore options that you probably never would have thought of in the first place because you were on autopilot. In addition to that, you would take those options and instead of just saying, huh, we'll see how it goes. You're like, this is what I said in the beginning. I want to know every aspect of my options. A successful person has options. Think about it. Somebody who is dead broke and stuck. They have one option. Wake up, go to work, repeat, wake up, see my girlfriend, see my boyfriend, whatever, repeat. And you're stuck there. You don't get to decide. Do we go to dinner? Do we go to the zoo lights? Do we get drunk or do we stay in and cook at home? You're just fucked. And I, I mean, not everybody, but that sucks. That's the complete opposite spectrum. That's like a very unsuccessful person. And I'm, I'm saying unsuccessful isn't, like I said, not through compensation, how much money you make, the office you have, or the job you have. I'm just talking about, like, you know, through, through, through an intangible understanding. The successful person... They get to decide, do I want to buy a house this year? Should I refinance and take my equity and put it into an investment? Should I remodel? What should we do for our anniversary this year? Should I take that 10000 I got saved away and go on a crazy vacation? Or does my wife need a new car? Would I like a motorcycle? Maybe we want a boat. Maybe I, maybe I can actually put this into the community somehow. I can start something in the neighborhood. Think of all those choices that person right there has, Right? But they would, those choices didn't come because they have the money or because someone gave them that. They earned it. They intentionally sought out their success and then they obtained it. And after they obtained it, they did something with it. Like I said, intentionally. You don't go into autopilot. You recognize this newfound success and you purposefully and intentionally use it. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I want the point to get across. When you look at your relationship, 
Are you on autopilot? You're doing the same thing every day. Are you, are you maybe picking up that the one thing at the grocery store that you know she or he loves that usually you don't pick up, but you know he loves it, right? And it would just make him smile, make her smile when you get home. When you go out to dinner, are you looking at the menu and you asking questions? What maybe she likes, maybe what she doesn't like. Are you remembering what she ordered last year at that restaurant? Well, if you were intentionally going to that restaurant last year, you probably would have noticed something like that. So this year, you wouldn't really have to try. It would just come to you. Now you have those options, right? And you have that understanding. And now you have those aspects. And you can use those to your advantage to make the evening just that much better. And that's simple. That's, that's just, that's just a, a night out to dinner. But still, did you order the wine for her when she had mentioned a few times, ooh, this looks good, that looks good. She's just waiting for you to say, baby, let's get it. That's all she wants. She's dropping hints. Are you recognizing them? Probably not. Because why? You're an autopilot. It's just another night out. She's going to get the same shit, do the same stuff. We're going to have the same conversation. Fuck that. Hell no. I don't want to live like that. Why is it that the beginning of the relationship is so exciting? Every dinner, it's like a newfound person. But yet, you spend more time with this person? You fall deeper in love? And you, you care that much more about about what they think and how they feel, yet the conversations get more dull and the time you spend together is just more laxed without any real substance? How, how does that make any sense? Like I said, the person who practices every single day for their sport becomes a better athlete and they move up and they find more success in that sport. Then they receive compensation, not just compensation financially, they have a lifestyle change. Your body changes. You meet different people. You have a newfound confidence level. You gain experiences. You feel the feeling of winning. I mean, God, does that feel good, right? Well, why isn't it the same in a relationship? Practice. Go in a restaurant, just practicing, right? Doing it over and over and over again. You did it for years. So, so why does the real thing, the time, the, the, the game, the game, the relationship, you know, in this metaphor, why does that become less? Why are you, le- why are you less? after all that time. It's an interesting concept. I don't understand it. You know, marriage is intended to be for life, right? But it seems like it's impossible these days. I think more than 50% of people in especially metropolitan areas and cities and whatnot are either not getting married or divorcing. So, um, you know, it's, it, I don't think anybody's really figuring it out statistically, that's for sure. But I think if people intentionally, once again, managed their relationships and their lifestyle, if you really focused and paid attention to what you were doing every single time, sure, it would take effort. It'd be exhausting some days. But you wouldn't miss out. You wouldn't forget. It's like when you leave the house and you forget something, you have to go back. Well, you're on autopilot, weren't you? I keep using that you know, autopilot as well. I'm going to say these things over and over again. I'm sorry, but hear me out. You, you, you didn't... You didn't leave the house this time and something happened and it made you forget. Sometimes that, you know, you get a distraction, but most of the time it's just autopilot. You forgot. If you intentionally leave the house, if you intentionally feel your pockets, look around, you won't forget. I mean, come on, you won't. And how many times do you do it? Rare. But the times you do, you get in the car and you're like, oh, thank God I thought about that. Or when you're at work, thank God I thought about that meeting. Otherwise I would have, you know, 
been late for it. It's the same thing in your relationship. You walk in, you walk right past her, right? But him, whatever, once again, in, insert the correct he or she or whoever for you. You walk in and you go right in autopilot. Take off your shoes, take off your jacket, put this away, do that, open the fridge, grab a drink, start getting something to eat, walk through here, go to the closet, do this, do that. How much time do you think you probably spend on autopilot when you get home? How much time do you think you spend just, just letting things roll off, which feels good sometimes, I have to admit. How much time do you spend just rolling it all just everywhere, all over the bed, whatever you want to say, all over the floor. You just kind of just kick your shoes off, right? You just I'm using the term you roll it off because it's it's you don't you don't pick each piece individually of your of your your day off. You don't decide to talk here, do this here, make this food, grab this drink. You're not deciding that, right? You just you just it's just rolling with the flow. Imagine if the moment you walked in the door, someone stopped you. Before you could do anything and say, hey, I want you to think about everything you do from this point forward for the next two hours. And then I want you to write it down. And then I want you to look back at your two hours and tell me what you think of it. Are you not going to probably make some different choices? Are you maybe going to think outside the box? Are you going to pay attention to what's going on around you? Are you going to have more peripheral? Absolutely. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Someone asks me to do something, once again, intentionally... I'm going to have that much more focus, that much more understanding, that much more motivation to do whatever the hell I'm doing. Like I said, just like something walking inside. It's, it's so interesting how we have to be cattle pronged into this pathway just, just so we can all move at the same pace. But as soon as someone pulls you out, right? As soon as someone pulls you out of that river, that flow, that, that, that row of cattle just moving in the same direction. If someone, someone pulls that out, what happens? Everyone notices it. Why, why is that person out? The line starts moving slower. They start turning their heads, looking. Why is, that, why is he out? Why did he stop, right? It draws attention. No one's just walking straight forward anymore. They wonder what the hell's going on over there. Be that person. Be that bull that walked out of the line, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a joke here. I'm serious. I, I'm fucking passionate about this shit. Why? Why do we just do the same shit every day and we're just okay with it? Why, when you're at work, do you say, I can't wait to go home. This shit just sucks. No, it doesn't. We're fucking blessed. This place is beautiful. Life is fucking awesome. Maybe not everyone's life but in general the idea of it is fucking sick it is cool as shit i wake up jacked sometimes for the day and i have no idea what i'm gonna do but it's like the best part about it is i have the ability to do what i want to do a lot of people don't i'm a bartender people pay me to get them drinks that they are having to pay an elevated price for just to enjoy their surroundings. And they can't really do it without me, right? I'm the only vessel between them and that drink. Why would I not intentionally prepare service for that person? They're paying me to do so. And not only are they paying me, they have to, and I have to do it as well. They have to get it from me, and I have to do it for them. What a bullshit way to get through my day 
If I just looked at everybody right in the face and I did the same thing every single time, if I didn't notice something about their posture, their facial expression, what they were wearing, who they were with, the time of day it was, if I saw them last time, what did they order last time? Do I remember their name? Did she change her hair? You ever see what happens when you tell a girl, oh, I noticed you changed your hair. What do they do? They freaking light up. Be intentional when you take care of somebody. I'm a bartender, so that's what I'm relating to, but whatever you do, if you're a banker, sit at a desk all day, putting money away. Do something to change someone's day. Make that branch better somehow. Separate yourself. You're already getting replaced by machines. Do something about it. Everyone's going to ATMs. They got two of them sitting next to the tellers now. There used to be four teller windows. Now there's two machines and two teller windows and one teller in that window. They're cutting back. What are you going to do to separate yourself? Talking about automatic, a machine is automatic. I'm not being replaced by a machine anytime soon, at least I don't think. But if I'm intentional with the way I take care of a guest, I can make or break their night sometimes. And then on top of that, I have to be there anyways. I have to do it. There, right there is a, is a limited choice. Not choices. I don't get to decide whether I'm there or not. I'm there. The only time you really do get a choice is when they ask you if you want to go home early. Hey, more power to you. If you want to go home, you don't need the money, enjoy yourself. But me, I'm going to stick it out. I'm there. I'm going to make that money. But I'm also not going to bullshit my way through it. I'm not saying other people do. I actually really enjoy my coworkers. I have, a, I have a blast. Sometimes the highlight of my week is the weekend I spend at work slinging drinks, believe it or not. I work with great people. I'm one of the busiest bars in the city, in the eighth fastest growing city in the country, in like the sixth fastest growing state with three or four professional like large professional sports teams in addition to a couple more on the minor side and then the Ohio State University who just crushes every college ass there is. I mean, come on. If I put it on paper, you're blown away. If I just say I'm in Ohio, oh yeah, there's cornfields and gray sky sometimes and a lot of, a lot of fat people, they might say in the Midwest, fast food. Well, that's, that's one perception, yeah. But those are people who are not thinking about it intentionally. People who aren't taking the time to figure it out, right? Or they just have no experience. Well, if you're here, there's greatness all around us. Be a part of it. I'm just a bartender. But God damn it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the best I possibly can. Not because I can be better than the other people around me. I hope they follow suit or I follow them if they're killing it and I'm behind. I don't want to beat someone in sales so I can say I'm better than them. I just am motivated. The more I sell, the more money the company makes. The more I sell, the more compensation I receive with my tip average. In return, we're making more money. The company's making more money. Everybody's happy. Once again, company makes less money. The company has less choices. Maybe you want to upgrade something. Maybe they want to give you some more freedom. Make the rules a little more lenient. Do a really sick-ass holiday party. Give us some more benefits. Buy us some cool uniforms. Start supplying us with some benefits. Some stock options, if you will. 
Those are choices companies have. Not all of them have the opportunity to provide those choices. One I work does. Pretty proud to say I, I do what I do to tell you the truth. First thing someone will tell you is like, yeah, you probably make more money than a lot of other people who have big boy jobs. Once again, fuck that. I don't care. Because I make more money than you, all of a sudden it's a better job? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't care if I was making $300,000 a year if I hated my job. I could find monetary value, once again, monetary value in other ways, like buying myself nicer cars and nicer houses. But if I was miserable, how much does that suck? You have all that money and you're unhappy? Fuck that. Like I said, I wake up, I'm fucking jacked. I can't wait. I got up out of bed. It's five in the morning. I got up out of bed. I was jacked to tell you about this. The last thing I want to be is ordinary, automatic. The last thing I want to do is get through life unintentionally. I want to earn my shit. I want to intentionally set out to do something. And then I want to hold on to it. I want to say, fuck yeah, I did this. Excuse my language, but I mean, come on. How are you going to wake up every single day and do the same thing and not intentionally try to be better? I'm, I'm guilty of it. Next time, next time you pull out your phone, go through your text messages and read the things that you said to people. You'll cringe. You will literally cringe. Have someone else, better yet, have someone else take your phone and have them read the conversation to you. I mean, vomit. It is awful how we talk to each other. Now imagine if someone put a computer in front of you with a, with a rubric and they said, write about this. How much more different are you going to sound? How much more time are you going to spend? Are you going to do research? Are you going to put keystroke to screen and write something out and read it back to yourself and make sure it sounds good? See what other people might think when they read it, put it, put it in their perspective. Are you going to back it up with facts? Are you going to think long and hard? Before you write it, use your own personal experiences and then combine it with some newfound knowledge from the research you did. What's that product going to be like? Profound. Grammatically? Hmm. Rhetorically? Hmm. Places you probably might fall short in. Places I would surely fall short in. Places I'm falling short in this conversation right now. I'm flying off the handle right now. But... The product from that intentional composition, writing, what someone told you to write about, what you had to intentionally think about, back up, like I said, with information, put it out there for someone else to read, that product is going to be miles better than what's in your phone when you're texting someone. Point of this is, now imagine... Imagine you talk to everyone in your phone the same way you wrote that paper. Imagine that. People would probably think you were fucking insane. Why is this person using these words? Why are they talking to me so eloquently? Like, this is weird. People would be creeped out. I kind of I hate that. I, I kind of hate that using that level 
of sincerity, taking the time to really mean what you say can come across as weird. Uh, He's a weirdo. Girls at the bar all the time. Nice guy walks up, genuinely has an interest in somebody. God, what a fucking creep. See how he lingered there? Asking me what I do and where I'm from and all these other things. Ugh, buy me a fucking drink. Get on my face. Are you kidding me? Oh my God, you're probably the same chick that sits there and complains about how shitty everything is the next morning when you fuck up a thousand times in a row and you act like it's everyone else's fault. Do better. I mean, come on. I see it all the time. I'm susceptible. I do it. I'm sick of it. Like I said, I'm jacked right now, man. I want to start over. God, I I can't go back in time, but I could start now. Like I said, imagine, imagine if you showed up to work and you treated work like you treated that paper. You did a little research before you went in for your next shift. Learn something. Someone ordered some scotch. You have no fucking clue about scotch. Learn about it. 30 minutes on the internet learning about scotch. The next time you talk to someone who's a little less educated than you are about scotch, they will think you are a connoisseur. I always call it, I got my Google degree. I'll tell Jensen in the morning, I'll wake up and I'll say, hey man, yeah, I got a degree in pyramids last night. He's like, what the hell do you mean by that? I'm like, oh, spent like three and a half hours learning about the pyramids and the whole history of the way Egypt created them. Well, I had to intentionally seek out that information, right? So then I retain it. And now the next time I want to talk about the pyramids, I can tell you a shit ton about it. Sound like a lunatic maybe sometimes because it's out of context, but I mean, hey, 30 minutes to a couple hours, got my Google degree. On pyramids. God, just imagine what you could do in your field of work. You just spend a little more time learning about it. And bring it back to relationships again. Only two things I can relate to, so that's what I'm going to focus on. But imagine if the next time you talk to your girlfriend, or boyfriend, once again, whatever you want to fill in that space with, wife, husband, imagine if you spoke to them with the intention as just like when you, when you wrote that paper, right? The the rubric we talked about backed up by information and research and experience and things like that. Eloquent thought process writing. Imagine if you spoke to them like that, the next time you wanted to have a real conversation with that significant other, there would be a catastrophic divide compared to your usual conversation and what that conversation would be like. You would get something from that. You would gain positive energy from that. Usable, tangible, positive energy, I swear. You know how you feel when you leave a really good conversation? Or you meet a girl or a boy, whatever. And you walk away and you tell your friends, like, wow. I don't, I don't know why I'm walking away from that person. Like, I, 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 should have, I could stay with them all night. How great is that? You remember that. You might only see that person one time and you'll still remember that person for years longer than you remember people you spent every day with when you were an autopilot. It's intention. He intentionally spoke to you. You intentionally listened. It was a profound reaction. There's a, uh, there's a guy out there has another podcast listening to. And by the way, none of this is what I'm saying. I got from him, but this, this is what I'm about to say. I did. Um, he, he says E equals R plus O. And 
what that stands for, if I remember correctly. I could be butchering this, but it, it works in this particular scenario. It's event equals response plus opportunity or something like that. But basically what it's saying, I can't quite remember, but basically what it's saying is, what's the event at hand? The event, let's say it's, it's, it's work or it's coming home to your girlfriend, whatever. That's the event, right? There's a lot of variables in there. So it equals, what that equals is your reaction or your response to the opportunity. The opportunity is there, right? So the event is that you're taking your shift at work. That's the event. The opportunity is everything that takes place during that shift. But plus your responses to that opportunity equals the outcome. So I'm, I'm kind of modifying a little bit. The O actually stands for outcome, but I'm modifying it because I want to I bring in my whole point about intention. The outcome of that event is those two variables put together. Now, now stem down from that, make a tree, right? So you have, well, on the left side of the event equals R. I'm using R as the response to those opportunities. Then the, the outcome. The outcome's off here to the right. Don't pay attention to that yet. People focus on the outcome far too often and far too much. Let the outcome be what it is. It's the answer to that equation. That's the outcome. If you focus on the outcome, you'll be fucking up with the variables too much. You're losing track of places. You're erasing all, all your mistakes and trying to come back from where you just were and losing your progress and, and you'd be bouncing around going making lateral movements and horizontal movements just to, just to just to get back to where you just were. Let the outcome be just what it is. Be intentional with what you're doing and I guarantee you that outcome will be better than you even anticipated it to be in the first place. Some of you have Parts of your life, aspects of your life you're trying to fix right now. Step up, first of all. Step up, do it. Do something about it. What are you doing? I mean, really, what are you doing to benefit yourself? I, I, I mean, if you're really putting in the effort, good for you. There are people out there, and you're an inspiration. But think about it. What are you doing to better that problem in your life. Intentionally seek out opportunities. Respond to those opportunities with precision. Respond to those opportunities with an elevated level of motivation and get jacked for that possibility. If you are trying to lose weight be stoked to go to the gym. Don't go because you have to. Fake it if you have to. Get those positive endorphins rolling. Intentionally go to the gym. Don't go and do the same shit over and over and over again. The same machines, the same cycles with the same weight, and just say, I did it. I went to the gym. Because what's going to happen? The event, the event is losing weight all the while going to the gym, right? Losing weight at the gym. That's the event. Your, your, your response and your opportunities are the machines and the weights and the way that you work out, right? That's your responses to those opportunities. And then the, the outcome is, is the final product. 
How much weight did you lose? How do you feel, right? You're going to have a mediocre outcome for a mediocre response to high levels of opportunity. Think about that. A mediocre outcome from mediocre responses to high levels of opportunity. No opportunity is mediocre. Every single opportunity that comes your way has the capability to change your life in a profound way. I don't care how small it is. Like I said, walking in the door and how you spend the first 15 minutes when you get home, that could have a profound effect on your life because it'll get you out of that autopilot, get you out of that habit and force you to start doing things a little differently. And when you intentionally do something, you see, you feel, you hear, smell, taste, everything a little differently. Just like when you wrote that paper. Do yourself a favor and be intentional with what you do. If you want to do something, maybe other people think is a little different, a little weird. If you want to do something that's a little out of your reach, maybe you're not even qualified to do it really. Intentionally set out to do it anyways. Be the person you want to be at the same time. Don't be afraid to be the person you're kind of scared to be, you know? I think most of the successful people out there, the people who are really, really killing it, aren't the people they set out to be, <laughs> you know? I mean, okay, let's see. God, this doesn't sound terrible. Let's use Kim Kardashian as an example. Uh, she set out to have sex with a R&B artist slash rap artist or whatever and put it on a camera and get famous. She did. The person she was there is nothing like the person she is now. And I'm not saying I'm a big fan of her. I'm not saying she's, the, she's a great example for a great person. But she is more powerful than the president. She has a profound impact on daily life. For like, I mean, according to Instagram alone, like 110 million people. So I doubt she's the person she thought she was going to be or set out to be or even wanted to be. She's probably even more than she wanted to be. I mean, I, I would hope she is because her her clout level is insanity. And I, I kinda I kinda think of myself in the same type of way. At least I hope. I'm not trying to be, you know, Kim Kardashian by any means, but I, I think I want to be a certain person and I have a feeling I'm going to be a different person in the long run. I, I want to be a certain way. I have a feeling I'm gonna be a different way. So I don't just focus on one thing. I can't. I can't. I mean, it's just impossible. It, it really is. Maybe not for you. It is for me. If you can relate. I mean, hear me out. I just can't. There's too much going on. And I intentionally sat down in front of this microphone to have this conversation. I intentionally spoke with a level of diction and an intensity. The vocabulary I chose, it, 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 it's, it's how I talk normally, but it's purposeful. 
I didn't sit here and write out a speech. I just sat down. But the, the final product, the end result of this conversation, at least I hope, I hope it motivates somebody. I hope it motivates you. I hope it motivates me. I mean, I, I want to see changes around me. And I think it, you know, Michael Jackson, uh, an incredible song. Um, we hear it all the time at work. And so it's also another reason why this conversation is coming about is I thought about it the other night and what it really means and how everybody was singing it in harmony. But I don't think anyone really understood the message, at least at the time. They might, but when they were singing it, they, you know, it's not, it's not what they were hearing. You know, it, he's starting with the man in the mirror, right? Because he knows that the change is going to begin with him. If he changes, he might motivate those around him. People might feed off of that. I'm hoping I can do that. I don't, I don't have the answers for everybody. I can't put the team on my back, though. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't put everything on my shoulders. That's for sure. God, I need help. I know that. I, I mean, I need help from a lot of different people. But I know I can make certain changes and I can intentionally do everyday things. And with that will come positive change, positive outcomes, high levels of opportunity. Mediocrity is, is it's frustrating. Uh, on paper, I'm a mediocre person. I live in a mediocre house in a pretty nice neighborhood, I'll be honest, but mediocre house living a mediocre lifestyle, driving a mediocre car. I work technically a mediocre job, but hey, I'll argue that. It's at a really incredible place. And we have some really incredible nights, but still, on paper. We're talking about on paper. I have a, a mediocre level of attraction. I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely not the most handsome person. I'm, I'm, I'm a rather large individual. Um, so that's not mediocre. I think I'm a little larger, but still my, my size, what I use it for is mediocre. I'm not a linebacker, offensive tackle. I'm not uh, a basketball player. Um, I'm not a Navy SEAL. Like I'm not using my size very much to my advantage in any way. I'm just fucking big. So, so there's mediocrity all around me, right? But but that, that's, on, that, that's on paper. Like I said, that's the autopilot understanding. I can alter that by intentionally looking at all those aspects and doing something with it, making something of it. Sure, on paper, a bartending gig is mediocre. What am I going to do to make it exceptional? Sure, my condo, their apartment, townhome, whatever the term is, is a little mediocre. What can I do to make it that much better when I get home? Make myself comfortable. Get a creative space going. Get an ebb and flow of feng shui. I mean, I mean that, that's all up to me, right? I have to intentionally set out to do so. I can't just go to the store and be like, oh, this might fit. No, measure it. Look at it first. Take a picture. Bring some colors with you. Make it all match. Intentionally set your apartment. You'll feel better when you get home. Sure, I have mediocre clothing. I'm a mediocre person as far as my looks go, whatever. There's a lot I can do. 
I can dress myself up real fucking fly. I can go to the barber every two weeks. I can get lined up, get real fresh, use some nice hair product. Then I can go to the gym, get a better physique. I can take care of my skin, my face, my teeth, right? I'm not so mediocre anymore. I had to intentionally set out to do that. I had to intentionally whiten my teeth. I brush them every day, multiple times a day. I had to intentionally look for the best product for my skin. I had intentionally set out and find out what the best hair product is and learn different styles and techniques, right, to get there. That's what I mean by all this. Everything is relative until you make it more. The only thing machines are doing that gets in the way of relativity is the ones that are like artificial intelligence, like Siri and stuff like that. They still somehow, some way better your life. I don't, I mean, I, I use it all the time, but so I'm not gonna use that as an example. It's not even really a machine. It's technically another person. But aside, aside from that, the automatic things, like I said, the phone, you know, texting and phone calls and your car turning on and driving, all that stuff, all, all of that is, it's, it's, all, it's all pretty relative. A car's a car, right? That's how I would look at it. You know, you, may, you might have a Range Rover, the other person might have an old beat up GMC Jimmy or whatever. But it, a car is a car in the long run, isn't it? It gets you from point A to point B. They both take fuel, they have tires on them, car insurance, like, it, it, on paper, they're kind of the same thing. If no one knew the difference between a Range Rover and a GMC Jimmy, and you basically just like threw down on paper what it is, it's a, it, it's it's a it's a car, right? But but Land Rover intentionally set out to design a car like the Range Rover to make it that much better, right? It took time, research, billions of dollars, experience, and sales, and everything else. Giant monstrosities of buildings where they shove these cars and they shove them down your throat and sell them at an incredibly inflated price for an incredible profit so they can create a brand and a lifestyle and a culture around this car. And think about what came from that, from someone intentionally putting that car together, making that product. Do that with your life. I, I, wanna, I wanna be the first person in my life. I mean, there's a lot of other people that are important to me. I'm not saying I want to be selfish. I want to be that person though. I want to do me, believe in me. And I think it all starts there. To intentionally set out your passions for goals. Wake up with the intention to do better. Wake up with the intention to be great. You might not be great. You might fail at what you set out to do that day. But you will learn from it. You will take those experiences. You will compound them and you will turn them into successes. I guarantee it. Have love and compassion and understanding for other people. Spend less time hating, more time loving. 
Spend less time complaining, more time doing. Tell yourself what you want and then set out to do it. Don't just talk about it. Be about it, right? Put your chin out there. Don't hold back. Put your chin out there. Take what you're doing. Look at it. Put your chin out there and say, I'll take one right here. I'll take that shiner right off the jaw. But I guarantee you, I'm going to give you everything I got for one. And two, it ain't going to be so easy. If I put my chin out there, you're going to jack me in the jaw? Guess what? I'm going to make it tough on you. I'm going to get mine in. I'll tell you that much. I'm going to get mine in. That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about life right now. I got my chin out there. I'm taking some hits. I am. I'm taking some good hits. I'm getting knocked down a couple times. I'm wiping some blood off my mouth. But I'm going to make it real tough before I stay down. That's for sure. You have to knock me out. You have to bring weapons and friends. I'm not a tough guy. I am not a tough guy. The last person probably to start a fight. But when it comes to this shit right here, the fight that is success compared to depression and failure. I mean, God, that's the biggest war there is. It's the whole point of what's been going on for thousands of years. It's people succeeding over other people, people failing and their economies depressing. Their population. I mean, this shit going extinct, right? Well, that's the battle. You get these successful species out there. Because they've been grinding and they found out their niche. How to survive. Same goes for us. If they've just made it too fucking easy. It's too easy. You don't have to be intentional. You can just wake up, turn that autopilot on, come back, go to sleep, recharge, and repeat. It's too easy. You know, life isn't short. People say life is short, and no, it's not. It can be. Life is a fucking long haul. Whoever said life is short, I'm not going to call you an idiot, but dude. Life is crazy. It is not short. It can be ended quickly. But the idea of life, I mean, get the fuck out of here. There is no book that can even explain it. The Bible doesn't even explain it. It explains a, a portion of time. To try to help people out. Hopefully, intentionally help people out for the rest of eternity. It's done an okay job, I'll say that much, that's for sure. But do that with your life. You know, it's long, man. Like write it write your own Bible for, for whatever motivates you, whatever you need. You know, it's not telling you to become a Christian, but man, find something, you know? I was talking to someone the other day. I said, I'm an atheist. All right, good for you. What the hell does that mean? Is that an excuse? I don't understand. Why'd you say that? Why'd you even tell me that? I didn't care. I didn't ask you. 
you justifying your your position in life because you're an atheist like, what, what? So, so now you're now you're actually really kind of contradicting yourself saying like the lack of a higher power is why you are where you are but you don't believe in that so that's why you are where you are no get out of here I'm flying off the handle here. I'm getting I'm getting sidetracked. I'm rabbit holing because I'm passionate right now. But I just wanted to come out here tonight, this morning, whatever. Come downstairs. I turned all the lights off except for my computers in front of me. I'm looking at the monitor, checking out the vocals and seeing where I stand here on the recording. It's about it. It's my only distraction right now. Otherwise, it's rather dark in here except for just a nightlight in the kitchen. But I'm intentionally speaking to you. I'm intentionally speaking to myself right now. On this day here, January 29th, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'll make a promise to you that I'm going to better myself. I'm going to give a damn. I'm going to put myself out there. And I'm going to be intentional with how I live my life. I don't know who you are, but I'll make that promise to you. If you came to me and you asked, hey, Riley, I heard what you had to say. You know, do you, do you, mean, do you mean what you said? Absolutely. Absolutely. I wear my heart on my sleeve. Sometimes it makes me look soft. Sometimes I get taken advantage of for it. But hey, you know what? It's how I found a way. It's how I get through everything. Some people are tough. They fight their way through it. They keep the hold the tears back. Quick to anger. If that's your way of doing it, hey, I can't argue with you. Like I said, maybe hate less, love more, but hey, that's the only advice I've got. I don't know what you're going through. That might be your only choice to be tough. I didn't find a, I didn't find my way like that, but you might have. So keep doing you. But I'm I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm going to intentionally do better. I'm going to be a better boyfriend. I'm going to be a better bartender. I'm going to be a better employee. I'm going to be a better friend. I'm going to be a better support system. And I'm going to be better financially. I'm going to speak with more purpose behind my words. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a, better, a better body. I'm going to have a better body. Not just the way it looks, but I'm going to treat it better. I'm still going to drink a lot of whiskey. But... I'm going to try to find ways to treat it better. I'm going to take this platform I have now, these people, these listeners, which I, I didn't do this for that, not for the popularity. I, I did this because my best friend and I have these conversations on a regular basis, and it motivates me. And I hope I can meet more people and motivate them, and I hope they motivate me in return even more, 10 times over. That's why I'm doing this. And I know I don't have Jensen on here with me today. This is really impromptu. Um, I'm not going to ask Jensen to comment on it. You know, I know, I know how he feels. I, I talked to him right before I did this. I called my man up. I had anxiety, thinking too much. I called my man up. He answered, third ring. Immediately, what's up, man? What do you need? Wasn't irritated. He intentionally answered the phone. Not, not because it was ringing, because he saw I was calling. He said, what do you need? How can I help? I'm here for you. 
That's my shit right there. That was simple. We talk intentionally. He pays attention. He knows my situation. I call him at this hour. He automatically pulls from his data bank in his head of all the experiences we've had together. And he knows. Already. Before I've said a thing. Some real shit. I respect him for it. He's got more shit on his plate than I do. For damn sure. Most of y'all don't even know what he's going through. Listen to him on the microphone. Do you hear it? You might hear it. You don't recognize it. Because he chooses to intentionally do something about it. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, and uh, I'm very appreciative for the things I have and the opportunities I've been given. I haven't made the most of them. I'm not necessarily proud of everything I've done, that's for sure. I'm not necessarily proud of who I am now. But I am fucking jacked on life. Still. Still. I got to wake up. I got to get shit done. I'm going to do it with intention. I'm going to do it with purpose. Good night.